Welcome to Archie and Me, and Archie Comics Podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Brandon. And today we're talking about Big Ethel Energy Volume 2 and 3. Woo! Covering a lot of ground in this episode. Lots of chapters. Lots of chapters. And lots of uh, great creators. I guess they're called episodes, really. Yeah, that's true. Seasons and episodes. So the uh, we, the creative team for these two volumes, uh, these, will, these names will sound very familiar for folks who listened to our first episode on Big Ethel Energy. But we've got Shaban Keenan doing inks, Carol Brown Ahmed doing writing, Lori Osborne's on storyboards, Carlos Viola is doing backgrounds, Yi Zhang is doing sketches, Sarah Davidson on flats, Kathy Lee rendering, Kilamel Sabal doing lettering, and this is uh, produced by Sarah Wong and co-produced by Susan Chung. What a team. <laughs> <laughs> I I wish I could explain what all those different parts are for the art, but I I just am not that knowledgeable. Oh, I know, right? But it, it's it's I I think that one of the reasons why um a, a wide ranging team like this is so important in a book like this is because it's not laid out like an ordinary comic. This is a webtoon comic. It's kind of designed to be scrolled through as opposed to flip through. I'm so excited for our guest today. She's one of my best friends of the whole entire world. You can check out her amazing photography at Lauren Serper Photographs. And you can catch her with me at the Coalition Theater. Uh, go to RVA Comedy. Come see a show. Just donate money. We're a nonprofit. I'm happy to welcome Lauren Serpa. Yay. Glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, we're so glad to have you on. And uh, one of the reasons we have Lauren on is that me and her, uh, I got her into reading Big Ethel Energy. And she was a big fan. So I was like, you got to come talk to us about it. <laughs> so, Lauren, did you have any Archie experience before this, like as a kid or you know, watching TV shows or things like that? Uh, well, I did not read any Archie growing up or anything, but I did watch a good amount of Riverdale and uh, some Sabrina, the teenage witch. And oh, yeah. the other Sabrina. I oh, like yeah. the Netflix one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I watch. Yeah, it's funny. I think maybe you've watched more Riverdale than I have. And I do a podcast about Archie. (laughs) I 100% know that I have watched more Riverdale (laughs) than you. Also, you got me like for my birthday last year, a Sabrina uh, comic as well. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Such a good one. Yeah. So you so you're not here for our volume one talk. But, but I was listening. <laughs> but I, I wanted to say, what is it about this kind of story that appeals to you? Hmm. Uh, I feel like it's it's kind of like a lot of other stuff that I read, really. You know, um, I love I feel like you can kind of relate it to like the acting and improv that we try to do, where it's very um, focused on their relationships, like over time. And um, I mean, obviously, it's beautiful you know i want to like print it out and hang it on my wall it's gorgeous 
Siobhan's art is fantastic. And I was going to say this time, I, I realized just how clean it is. Like yes. all the art, everything is very purposeful. I don't feel like there's wasted art. Yeah. When you asked me to do this, um, I went back and I read, I had already read volume two and I went back and just restarted volume two. And I was so glad I did because I hadn't forgotten any of the story, but it just looked so pretty. I just kept the screenshotting and sending you and, you know, other people pictures to be like, look at this art. <laughs> so pretty. I know. I know. I just grow more and more, uh, have a crush on Ethel, of course, but Moose is who I want to mm. mention. I mean, duh. <laughs> Actually, like everybody, really. I mean, everyone is gorgeous. I have They're to so say, though, like the football coaches at my high school. None of them looked anywhere near close to what Moose <laughs> looks like, you know. Uh, that was yeah. not my high school like coaching staff experience. Were but this is a fantasy world. It's Riverdale, right? Were you yeah. hanging out with the football coaches? Uh, well, they they had to teach Jim, oh, so I they see, had to teach me. So uh, I I feel bad for them. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right, though. I mean, it, it, all the characters are drawn beautifully, and I mean that like as in <laughs> they're very attractive and how they're rendered. Um, but I also love that that they play with the style a bit, too, because oftentimes you'll get these wonderful moments where a character will be expressing a uh, powerful emotion and it changes art styles um, into more of a kind of almost like a kawaii kind of anime style. Yeah, yeah like manga. Um, very fun. Love it. I loved that. Yeah, I wrote that. Down. Like there was um, there was a moment where Betty... Uh, I don't remember what it was. Oh, yeah. When um, Seth, like, named a plant after her or something, and, like, her, there's, like, stars in her eyes, and she <laughs> just, like, lit up, and it was so, so cute, you know? And I don't feel like it takes you out of the comic, you know? I think it's just, uh, it just adds to it. It's great. I wonder if it was the word that you just said, Brandon, that uh, your last um, Big Ethel episode, um, your guest said a word for that Chibi. style. Chibi, oh, that's, that's what, what was... it was. Yeah. yeah. And I looked it up. Yeah. That's cool. what I was trying to think Kawhi of. has to go with, like, cute, you know. Mm -hmm. But Chibi, I think the style might be called that. I'm sure some will tell us if we're wrong, but. Please. <laughs> Brandon's asking for <laughs> yeah, people. For me. Uh, you read a lot more manga than I do. Before we get too far in the episode, I want to mention there will be some spoilers. This covers chapter 14 through 39, if you're reading on Webtoon. And when we last left off, Moose and Ethel were on their quote unquote, is it a date at Pops? Mm. <laughs> Two of the most non-communicative people in the world. Uh, you, Yeah, you know that I identify very heavily with these people in that regard. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, it's me. <laughs> and that's a big part of this. These two volumes is the relationship between Ethel and Moose. And one thing I love that we see in it is that they talk about, well, you, you get in your own way. Like people, you know, you build your own obstacles that you might not even be aware of or be willing to admit. And But you often put in the guise of like, well, they haven't 100% told me that they're into me. You know? Right, right. Well, it's like, you know, I, I, just to backtrack a little bit, one thing I loved about the last episode we did is that when you when you talk about the story, you can't help but, but talk about... Uh, relationships and 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 think about yourself and think about your own time in high school and versus now and and um one of the things you know that i picked up on is exactly what you're talking about which is this idea that um 
especially in high school, but even now still, when in the absence of information, uh, we always tend to assume the worst and build up these stories in our head that, that aren't necessarily reflected in reality. Yeah. What if the best thing happens? <laughs> <laughs> Never had that thought. No. Yeah. I, I wrote down like the word anxiety in my notes from in these stories like mm. many times because like, you know, there's like a moment where someone says, um, we need to talk like a text. And I was like, oh, my God, that's like a nightmare text to get, you know, just like, can we talk later? <laughs> or like, you know, uh, Ethel like running into her room and just being like, oh, my God, oh, my God. I mean, you're just like having these montages pop up of like all the things that she feels like she did wrong or like the relationship mm. signals that she misread. I was like, oh, man, that's that. Yeah, I identify hard with that. I recently was talking and um it was mentioned to me that I was talking about journaling and they're like, you can also write down like the good things that happened to you. <laughs> you don't have to just journal about bad things that happened. I was like, oh, oh, OK, I guess I could do that. <laughs> you said that to me recently and I was like, oh, I'm I'm benefiting from Josh's wisdom. <laughs> well, actually well let, let, we'll give the credit to my therapist where it's it's due. all right. I'm benefiting from Josh's therapy sessions. Maybe I'll start chipping in here. <laughs> so uh we have ethel who's still doing the research on the book but it seems like her attention is starting to be pulled into riverdale i feel like you notice in these two volumes her not really complaining about riverdale as much yeah yeah like i guess you know the changes in the town and the changes in herself you know are it's like she expected it to be frozen in time and go back to the same exact people from high school which is probably what I would think, too, if I had to go back to Newport News. <laughs> we get some great moments in these volumes that are situations where maybe she thinks that they're going to be horrible based on, you know, memories and, and thoughts in her own mind over these past seven years. But then she gets there or they happen and she realizes that they weren't like she expected. And I think that that I, I don't know, I, a little bit a little bit of a change of pace, I think, from volume one, where volume one was like that initial shock. And then volume two and, and three, I think we get more scenes of her, you know, realizing that maybe her hometown wasn't as bad as she'd kind of built it up in her head over these past two years. Or maybe it was, but now it's not. Or, you know, maybe she's just better equipped to deal with it, you know, emotionally. Sure, sure. And that other people change just as much as you change. You know, you, you expect them to stay the same, but, you know, you, you know that you've changed and you get there and you realize we've all grown up. And in this volume, we get more of an insight into Moose's background and his uh, his struggles with his relationship with Midge in the past, where once they got out of high school, they just realized that they weren't the perfect fit for each other. And he also felt like because she had gone away to college, she was living this life that, you know, didn't involve him. And I'm sure maybe she felt some the same way, but we're getting more of Moose's insecurities about relationships in this volume yeah i'm curious since i haven't read a lot of archie like what he was like back then because he seems like such a super sweet thoughtful caring person now so it, <laughs> it seems like that's a big surprise yeah yeah so um brandon you want to take how would moose usually be yeah i would say that that sort of the the iconic stereotype of Moose that we see in most classic Archie stories is sort of the hulking, uh, brute, uh, you know, kind of, you know, usually portrayed as pretty dim witted, not very smart, 
But like to the point of the story, he is usually portrayed as being kind. Well, he beats up people. He does beat up people, <laughs> but he's kind to Dilton. You know, he's kind to to uh, to Midge. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't you remember he was like going to beat up people because they made fun of him because he was kissing his girlfriend in public. This is like an old 1940s one. He was like, <laughs> he's like, I'm manly. I kiss my girlfriend, but you know, I guess it was not manly for people to see it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand the politics of the time. But yeah, he's kind <laughs> of like a stereotypical jock. Yeah. Uh, oftentimes. Okay. Well, it's nice that nice then that they maintain parts of him from the past. But yeah, he's he's a really sweet guy. And he just, oh my goodness, I love. I, I feel like this is a good path to go on. So speaking of Moose, we do get his friendship with Keely, who it seems like she's a really good supportive friend. And that's where some of the uh, conflict between Ethel and Moose happened mm-hmm. is that uh, I was dying so hard when they're at the movies, Moose and Ethel, and he kept getting all those texts. And I was like, girl, stop texting. <laughs> yep, I thought the same thing. But I also think that I probably would have as an anxious person who I know that if I had seen that, I would have been like, oh, my gosh, I I probably would have mentioned like, oh, my friend won't stop texting me or something, you know? Hmm. I feel like first date, it's probably a good idea to just put it on Do Not Disturb. Do Not Disturb. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Now. Yeah. <laughs> stop looking at it. And that's such an interesting thing that I feel like I hadn't. I haven't really had to deal with that much in my, you know, older dating age is like when I was younger, like texting that much wasn't that much of a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, sure, there was texting, but it wasn't like everyone's looking at their phone all the time. Well, you had to pay for it. Every single one of those things. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I remember I had one of those pay as you go phones mm. in high school and I'd be like, I only have two more texts. <laughs> See, I was the opposite. I was the, you know, come home. My parents have the bill out and they're like. You sent how many texts this month? And uh, it was never pretty. So I feel like that, I'm sure that changes things with dating now is just the phone, <laughs> the existence of the phone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, just with people in general, you know, you're, I have I have a couple of friends who every time we hang out, it's just I just know they're going to sit on their phone for a while while we're talking. And it's just like, you know, how it is. Which reminds me of Veronica, who she's mentioned mm-hmm. that in the first time that she's on her phone. She has a very interesting journey, and I think uh, Carol Brown Ahmed does a great job of, yes, Ethel's a focus, but we get all this character development in the background. Like Veronica is a great example of that, where she gets called out for some of her problematic statements in her earlier her youth and her videos, and she decides to take accountability for that. I was kind of wondering if... She was sincere in that for a second when it first happened, when she was like, I'm going to, you know, talk about the things I did say and address him. Yeah, I thought that, too. I it seemed like she was, but also she has the incentive of maintaining her following. You know, Um, I liked that that was kind of a little point where she and Ethel could connect. But I don't know. At the same time, she just she rubs me the wrong way. (laughs) <laughs> she, we do get to see the party that she wanted to throw for Ethel mm. and Moose wants to dance with oh, with Ethel and it's a mm. great moment and who ends up giving Ethel a ride home is it Seth oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. which oh my gosh uh, well let's say I'm Veronica I don't know, you know <laughs> okay. one character at a time what are, 
What are y'all's other Veronica thoughts? Well, there's there's definitely some story beats that haven't been resolved with her yet. Um, so throughout the series so far, we know that somebody has been harassing and bullying her online anonymously. Um, Who we, just pops up every once in a right. while. Yeah. It's pretty subtle. Um, you know, and occasionally you'll, you'll get a panel for looking at her phone and you'll see a nasty comment. And um, so, you know, we, we, we don't quite know yet. Is that coming from somebody she knows? It's probably it's kind of implied that maybe it is. And so it does kind of feel like that other shoe has to drop to sort of complete her character arc, or at least at least for me to have a strong opinion about her character arc, because it feels like that's still something that's up in the air that's going to have some pretty big effects on her. What's the text she gets at the party? I think, is that about her, the brand dropping her? Oh, okay. Because her and, her and Betty talk about it um, when, and that's part of the reason Ethel has to ride home with someone is that Betty stays and talks to Veronica. Yeah, that's right. And my phone, it autocorrected to Betsy. I was like, who's Betsy? <laughs> <laughs> Again, Veronica, her sense of style here, beautiful. Like, <laughs> Every time she's in the frame, it's 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 uh it's amazing. But I'm also I also find myself like Ugh, Veronica, <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting too because of course sweet Betty is just like oh it's okay you know you'll get used to her she's you know you just have to get past her being on her phone all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is I'm trying to think with Veronica, she does from what we've seen you know I haven't read ahead. She does seem generally interested in growing, but well, I guess, you know, we'll mm-hmm. come to find out if that's true. Yeah. I have read far ahead, so I can't remember if things that I'm thinking of are too far ahead. That's why I asked you what that text was. <laughs> 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 I just couldn't stop. Have you read into season two or just like uh, season one? I think season one's like, what, like 60 chapters? Something, something? like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know what number I've read to. I just kept reading and reading and reading. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, that's the thing about Webtoon is that it's so wow. easy to click next chapter. Sure is. Like next, yes. next, next. I know. It's so easy. And it just, oh, just, it's, I love the way it's designed for that, you know, for just the scrolling through. It's so cool the way that different, um, I don't know what you call it, panels run into each other kind of. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Carol Brown Ahmed is so good at leaving you with cliffhangers. At oh, the yeah. end of a chapter. For sure. Yeah, so you got to keep going. The comment section, I don't know if y'all have ever scrolled down like the comment section. It's really funny sometimes. Like when things happen, they're like, how dare she? Or, you know, <laughs> um, like a big one is with Moose when he's getting out of bed. He's like shirtless, of course, in bed. And he's like, hey, babe. And he's <laughs> talking to his uh, his dog. Yes. <laughs> I Aww. love his dog. Oh, I wrote down the dog. Like there's... um. Oh, he's got the dog. This so cute Poppy, I think. And then uh, yeah. Mrs. Grundy has that cute cat, Hank. Aw. Yep. And then later, um, Hot Dog is mentioned. I was like, <laughs> there's animals in this story. I love it. So many. Hot Dog is great. Classic. Classic. There's Caramel, Betty's cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like a, there's a whole world of Archie pets. I love it. I need to know if Caramel's still okay in the storyline. <laughs> Seven years later, I need to know. Yeah, what's Caramel up to? We'll have to get you to read Reggie and Me if you want to break your heart more. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know if I want that. <laughs> you, know, you know me, when I'm watching a movie and I can tell there's going to be like a sad end, I just turn it off. <laughs> yeah. 
So Betty has a very interesting arc in this these two volumes where she's working at the nursery still and she spent a lot of time there, but she also feels a pull to be, she's supposed to be studying for med school, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. But there's that Seth. What is, yep. what is his deal? <laughs> He's lovely. <laughs> I, <laughs> again, I'm a surprise. Yeah, he's delightful. I love her um her whole like scientific connection to the plants and stuff. I think that's really fun. Uh and I like that as being uh one of the settings in this story to go to, you know, Ethel hanging out at the um what do you, what would you call it? It's a, a cafe. Yeah, cafe. at the plant nursery cafe, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I want to see I want to see um how everything turns out cuz I know they're working on the the bank vaults and uh developing other parts of the cafe so we get a we get a very interesting part where throughout these volumes we see is there feelings between seth and betty is it between seth and ethel yeah and ethel directly asks him about it because she really uh projecting her miscommunications with moose Mm. she's like why are you just flirting with betty and you're not even saying that you like her and he he doesn't say he doesn't like her. In that moment, he says, "Oh well, I'm her boss. It wouldn't be appropriate." Right, right. Which it's Betty keeps saying as well. But like you know, it's not like they're in. A, I mean, you know, it's a it's a cafe. <laughs> I'm sure people date at cafes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ice fine with me. <laughs> in fact, I'd like it to happen. It seems like he likes Ethel. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially. Um, he kind of like uh, shuts down Moose when when they go when Ethel overhears that uh, Moose is practicing inviting Ethel to homecoming with mm. uh, his friend. Ethel thinks you know, oh, he likes her, and he's kind of telling this to Seth, and Seth's like, Moose isn't right for you, anyways. <laughs> yeah, or like, uh, okay, this ends at at the homecoming game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just seems, yeah. He he seems like he would like to spend time with her, and then and then he gets to drive her home. You know, it's so um, I don't know. The, for a while there, I thought there was going to be like some animosity between Betty and and um, Ethel. You know, because I thought maybe something was going to happen there, and then they're going to have to deal with that. For sure, but we even get Betty's asking Ethel to cover some of her shifts. So she can study for med school and prioritize it, which, you know, if she doesn't want them to get closer together, she shouldn't do that. I thought the same thing. I was like, all right, well, how could this you're, you're inviting them to spend more time together? I think it's fun that Betty and Archie seem to be pretty good friends, especially after they had a relationship. We do get a moment with them. Yes, we mm-hmm. do. Oh, there's such a funny moment to me where like. I don't I think maybe like Ethel had gone to his house or something and he had his guitar, but he's like, oh, I shouldn't play it. It's out of tune. And I was like, <laughs> thinking, well, tune it. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, those strings are probably like really old. Yeah, it's probably like your guitar at your house. Hey, man, you come over to my house and you play my guitar and you maintain it. So <laughs> my guitar has been great from what I understand. <laughs> Yeah, and that you know th- Archie is a good one to talk about next, where we get a little more background because in the first volume it kind of seems like he just 
peaked in high school, but that's yeah. not necessarily true. The more we learn from his background. Yeah. It's more so yeah. he stopped going to school to help take care of his mom when yeah. she wasn't doing well. And he doesn't seem to know how to get back to like the momentum he had right before that happened. I wonder if he even wants like, you know, was I would love to hear a little more of what's in his head, you know, like about his own life, because, you know, he doesn't really share that much about like if he did he enjoy what he was studying or does he even want to go back to school? I don't know what's going on with him. Well, you see him brighten up when he plays music. Like, I feel like you see yes. him the most happy when he's playing his songs for Ethel. And then she's like, you should play them from other people. And he's like, what do you mean? Like, they didn't have a band in high school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't they? I think they show some pretty cute pictures of that. Yeah. yeah. The Archies is a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, I was kind of impressed. There was like... um a picture they showed and, and there was like uh they really showed the bass drum and I was I was pretty impressed with that illustration. <laughs> oh, it was like a bass drum pedal and I was like, wow, this looks so accurate. You know that song Lauren? Oh honey, honey, dun, 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 dun. You know that song? Yeah, I wasn't gonna say anything to see if you would just keep singing until I did anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, that's actually the Archies. That's really the 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 comic book band, the Archies. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Lord froze in real life, not even on online. <laughs> yeah, they had they had some singles they put out. Yeah, had a cartoon okay. show in the sixties and played it on that. <laughs> okay, that's cool. <laughs> so the the Archies. So, anyways, it's, to my point being, I laugh that Archie's like, I don't know if I could play in front of people. <laughs> Oh yeah, because uh, you have. And to your to your point too, like we 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 figure out these things about Archie, but like Lauren said, like we don't we don't hear them from Archie. These are like things that other people have observed, and so we we don't sort of get Archie's view of his life over the last few years. But yeah, that those scenes where he's playing music are definitely they're I don't know they're they're written and drawn in such a way that you're like, oh, this is definitely setting up some sort of like. Him finding his purpose. Carol Brown Ahmed is so good at planting those little seeds of character beats to pay off later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to get you kind of thinking about them. Like by the time you find out what's actually going with somebody, you've kind of formed your own thoughts about it. And then lots of times you find yourself surprised, which I like, you know, because you can't help but to think ahead. Oh, sure. I know, especially with these sort of will they, won't they things. You're like, what's going to happen? <laughs> And I feel like Archie feels the need to be so like apologetic about um, about Jughead's behavior, mm. you know. Well, volume three and four, we still don't necessarily know what's going on with Jughead. <laughs> I know. I I feel like we texted back and forth a few times about that. Uh, like, what is going on with Jughead? And uh, I guess I'm gonna have to keep on reading. Because we get, I guess he says that he just doesn't. He's like, well, sometimes you can just not like people. And it's like, mm. there's obviously something else going on. Right. Something beneath the surface. So Archie kind of acts as the in-between because he lives with Jughead. And he is, like you were saying, often giving excuses for him. He doesn't go to Veronica's party. But there is a great moment the art where you see someone from behind and it looks like Jughead. <laughs> but it's not. Oh, yeah. That's right. 
sure. And then Jughead at the end, towards this volume, they think he has a girlfriend, and Archie thinks this is helpful to just go tell everyone. <laughs> right, I think right. he has a girlfriend. <laughs> well, but if he was your friend and like you had a pretty close friend circle, and you're just like, oh. Our friend is at home with a girl. Mm. You know, you would go and tell everyone. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, I love that uh, he's got like the the podcast, and he's got like the food show going on. Like that's really fun. He's and on the cover of Forbos. About... Oh yeah, <laughs> Forbos. I didn't notice that. <laughs> Instead of Forbes. That's funny. Oh. He's been to New York before. Yeah, and they didn't say hi. Yeah, Apple mm. didn't say hi. But they saw each other. Mm. Yeah. What's going on with Jughead? <laughs> What's going on with Jughead? I know. That and then we see all those flashbacks too from uh high school where like she wanted to go ask him to dance, you know. Oh, and he's, like, yeah. Those are always so down. sad. I know. But then we get the revelation with Moose about the dance. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, we get that great moment. Where Ethel kind of confesses, like, oh, yeah, I, I kind of have forgotten that that happened. I'd forgotten that he was so sweet. And it's just a great moment of, like, yeah, like, we oftentimes remember the bad. And it, and it like, overshadows, like, these memories of good things happening. And we get that great moment with Moose uh, where he talks about how Ethel helped him figure out that he needed glasses. Oh, yeah. Because... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I love like, that I... she found that out, though, you know yeah yeah exactly like you can't your perspective is not always the whole story of what, what yeah happened. <laughs> i mean yeah that would stick with you for sure he thought he just thought i was this dude as we go through these vibes yes ethel's still working on her book but she is it's kind of again through the lens of the people in town and one of them being miss grundy who has to go to the hospital oh my gosh i know and doesn't want to inconvenience anybody Oh, yeah. So it's revealed that uh, Miss Grundy had fallen in love in the past and had started a life with somebody, but something went wrong. It was very sad. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's very sad. So it's Ruth Smith. (laughs) It's Ruth Smith. And they at the time when they were growing up, of course, it wasn't welcome for them to be openly gay in the town. And they both kind of struggled with that where uh, Miss Grundy wanted to share uh, the news. They wanted to buy a house together. They wanted to have a baby together. They even find a donor. And Ruth runs off with the donor. Yeah. What a wild story. What a wild twist. Tragedy. Yes. And then and then just like, how are you supposed to deal with this kid you're supposed to have together? Mm. And so Ethel is tasked, or she, you know, wants to. She's trying to track down this kid, um, because Miss Grundy, I feel like she feels like it's unresolved business. Sure. Well, and and I, I there's a little moment that I thought was so heartbreaking when it's revealed that, you know, her her ex and the donor were getting married, and they invited Miss Grundy to the wedding. Yeah, they sent her invitation. And it's like yeah, and. Uh, Man, I mean, obviously she did not go, <laughs> but I couldn't imagine. Oh, man, me neither. I mean, I don't think I could have gone. No, mm-hmm. but I'd be so curious about that kid like forever, you know? Mm-hmm. 
this whole volume is leading up to the big homecoming game, which is funny because it is a mirroring of high school. But these are big adults who are like, we're all going to the homecoming. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're... I put. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, I put in my notes like I I am not um, I've never lived in like a small town. So I'm so unfamiliar with like everyone's going to the homecoming game, but also all the grownups dressed up like they were going to go to the dance, too, you know? Like her dress, is, Ethel's dress is beautiful at the homecoming game. That's so funny to me. But That's because Siobhan can't dress it that, can't draw it that beautifully. <laughs> I appreciate that. I mean, I noted it. It's I was going to say, wearing like a really nice suit and sitting on bleachers. I don't know. Yeah. Vine 3 ends on such a big moment where we don't get any resolution, where... <laughs> I don't know if this we'll have to talk about it if this is appropriate time. Ethel runs on the field and kisses Moose. Marmaduke, I mean. Oh yeah. Marmaduke. I love it. Also love that he brought his dog as his like companion on the field. You know, that was so cute. Um, but yeah, and and then I, I also thought it was such a like fun girlfriends thing for them to be like, go, 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 you know, and then she just goes for it. Uh, I was so I'm so curious about Keely too. Like that's the moment where she kind of like realizes he's not with like trying to date Keely, right? Yeah. His so friend. Keely's boyfriend comes, and Ethel's yeah. like, "Oh, what's up with her with her glove? Is that a backstory thing?" I think she has a prosthetic hand. Oh, okay. I was so curious because I, I noticed that. You know, I'm so like keyed into everybody's fashion and everything, and I was like, "Wow, she's got." A one glove fashion thing. I'm I'm so curious. Yeah. Oh, and then um, when she runs out on the field and and they kiss, I loved the uh, announcer. What does he say? I even like wrote it down. It was like those two. We got to call the fire department. Those two are too hot to handle. <laughs> <laughs> and then he turns into his like little kid self, just like ah. Oh. <laughs> Josh, did you grow up in a small town? I mean, pretty small. Yeah, yeah pretty Same. small. I, I never went to any of the homecoming games, though. Did you? Yeah, I was in the marching band. Oh, wow. <laughs> Whether you wanted to or not. I don't know if I knew up. that, but I but also at the same time, I, I kind of knew that. I'm a music teacher. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, you know. Did you play that uh, that instrument that whose name I can't remember? Sure. No? Uh, yeah. You know, the, the one that you specialized in? Yeah, I played it all. Okay. I played it all. Yeah. Deep cut and from past episodes. Yeah, your podium. Yeah, that's a deep cut in real life too. Yeah, yeah. not just podcast world. Right. Yeah, nobody knows what those things are. <laughs> so that's where we're left off. Oh my goodness. So for I guess our final little things, are there any predictions or wants or needs? <laughs> um, I want I... to know about Jughead. <laughs> My big prediction is, well, we didn't really see Reggie that much, right? Oh, yeah. Is he the man behind the comments section? That's a good question. Well, obviously, I want to see Archie reclaim his roots in music, put on a concert for everybody. And uh, I don't know, maybe maybe he maybe while he's playing guitar and singing, there's another kiss that happens. The band? (laughs) The band, yeah. A band kiss. (laughs) Him and Hot Dog. Archie has met Kiss before. That's true. In comics. Oh, whoa. Okay. (laughs) That's not the band Kiss I was thinking of. (laughs) Whoa. Cool. 
Well, thank you, Lauren, for joining us today. We're so glad to have you. And, you know, I'm looking forward. Well, you know, we might have to talk more when volume four comes out. Yeah, I'll be reading. <laughs> well, as always, thanks, everybody, for listening. Feel free to subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And also check us out on social media. And go to Lauren Serpa Photographs. Serpa, S-E-R-P-A, photographs, like it's spelled. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. I'm no Betty or Veronica, not even Jughead. Don't you call me a Reggie, I'd rather.